Today, we get to talk to the unsinkable Crystal Rose. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Culture Cast. I'm really, really excited to have you guys here with me, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, I have Crystal Rose on the line, and um, she is a, an entrepreneur, an author, and, uh, and, and on top of that, I've actually known her since I was 15 years old, so uh, this is really, <laughs> really cool, and uh, we're just going to jump into it. Crystal, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> it's been pretty good. good well thank you thank you for making the time to do this uh it, it uh, i really really appreciate it i'm uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you i've wanted to do something with you for uh, a long time and uh and i think i finally found something so that's that's good absolutely yeah. um so let's let's start off just for the people who don't know who you are um talk a little bit about yourself what you do um, I know you've got kind of an extensive, uh, extensive resume. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. Sure. Um, so originally I started in the promotional marketing world. Um, after I got out of high school, I didn't really want to continue my education for a while. <laughs> I, was, I was schooled out. So um, I just kind of had odd jobs here and there. I worked in the service industry and then I moved to Key West and ended up working as a promotional model for Jack Daniels. And it was seriously the coolest job ever. I got to wear a super cute outfit and talk to people. Um, but what happened while I was doing this was these people would run up to me and be like, oh my God, I love Jack Daniels. It's the best. Will you take a picture with me? And like, oh, I got to call my friend. He's going to be so jealous. He loves Jack Daniels. And what intrigued me was that I was a nobody. I was a girl in a t-shirt, <laughs> but this giant brand was able to like reach out and touch an individual consumer. So I thought it was so cool. And I was like, I have to learn more about that. Um, obviously I learned that that was marketing <laughs> and, you know, part of marketing. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I need to go to school for this. I want to learn more. So at like 22, I decided to, uh, pursue a bachelor's in marketing. Um, I minored in creative writing because I'm a writer. And I just kept getting jobs in the promo world. Um, I was a Miller-like girl for a while. I ended up getting a job at a market research firm, kind of worked my way up from being like kind of a lowly um, you know, person in the qualitative department to uh, running the department, being a supervisor. And then I wiggled my way into the marketing director position. Uh, somehow, I don't know how I managed that <laughs> at like 25. So I had always wanted to start my own promotional marketing company since I was 22. And I ended up running someone else's company for a few years. I was managing uh, nine states. I had managers under me and I had girls that I directly managed. So I had about 300 or so uh, contractors that were working under me. So that was pretty fun. And then I got the opportunity to start my own business in 2012. So I started a promotional marketing company. I was uh, sort of in bed with my client at the time. They were my, my first client and my business partner. And as you can probably guess, that didn't go super great. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so 
after about 10 months, we realized things weren't really working, um, decided to go our separate ways. I continued with the company, ended up um, meeting some awesome women, the indie chicks. They wanted me involved, so I became a partner in that company doing first their marketing and then operations. And then last year in February, we I kind of walked away from both. We dissolved the magazine um, I decided I didn't want to do marketing for other people anymore. <laughs> and I, uh, went forward and launched my own brand, Rebellia, which is a clothing company for athletic women. So that's the short version. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's awesome. So you've, you've been in quite a few positions where you have like actually managed other people and, and been responsible for that, which is, um, something that I'm, yeah. you know, really interested in. I mean, this whole podcast was was predicated on you know company culture and you know putting people first and uh how how did that work out um you know because the first time you did that you were actually working for somebody else um so what was it like um keeping the people you know that you oversaw like motivated and engaged um when you weren't really solely responsible for the company culture so I think um, like my very first job managing other people when I was a supervisor at the market research firm, um, you know, I realized very early on that micromanaging never gets anyone anywhere. At least it doesn't make your people happy. <laughs> and when they're the ones that are doing the work for you, um, their happiness is kind of important. So I was currently being micromanaged at the time, but I had a small team and my whole thing was like, listen, I like results. So you know, if you're doing your job, I don't really care if you're on my space, like during the time that, you know, the clients are busy or, um, you know, as long as they're happy, that's what makes me happy. So I kind of learned early on, um, even just with like a couple of people under me that, you know, if they come into work and you're nice to them and you, you know, not like a pushover, like, Hey, if I come in and this place is dirty, that's a problem. Like clearly you're not doing your job or you're, uh, distracted, but if you're, everything is done. What do I care how you got there? I don't <laughs> I care about the results. So I took that very early on. Um, and then when I ran um, a marketing company for someone else, she was very, very good about, Hey, listen, you know, when our girls are happy, our clients are happy. And so we pay them often, we pay them well, and we make sure that they are happy because at the end of the day, they're, you know, if they're not doing their job well, then our clients are going to be happy. So I kind of had that instilled in me, like, for myself, but then also, you know, it was kind of reaffirmed when I went to work with someone else. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat now. Well, at least for the next hmm, four days. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I work I work for a company where I am, you know, I'm, I'm number two in the company and I am completely micromanaged and it's uh i've, I've found it sometimes difficult especially a, a small company like i work for it can be difficult to uh to really like focus on making the guys that i manage uh, happy and, mm -hmm. and so they can stay productive and make the customers happy when i'm being micromanaged so it's always nice to hear how other people are able to do that yeah um, i think it creates like a chain of fear almost you know it's like you're being micromanaged, so you're kind of stressed out because you want them off your back. And so then you kind of, you know, 
um, it's easy to project that and push that onto the people under you because if they don't do their job well enough, then you're going to catch heat for it. And it just kind of trickles down. And I think that when you're looking over someone's shoulder to make sure that they're doing their job, like, what are you doing? You're not doing yours. So rather than trying to fear someone into or you know micromanage someone into doing their job, I always feel like if you empower them to do their job and you also open the door and say, hey, listen, how can I make you more successful at your job? Because when you're successful, I'm successful, and then everybody wins rather than that fear trickle-down micromanaging stuff. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Can't even build on that. That was perfectly said. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so after the marketing thing, you started Rebellia and I know it started off, uh, it started off like just you at first, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. um, just me. <laughs> yeah, I was done with partners. I was kind of over the partner thing. I'd, I've done that. Um, you know, in two different respects. I've had both male partners and then female partners, and it just, you know, for various different reasons didn't work out. So I decided to kind of go go at, go at this by myself. Gotcha, gotcha. But you've recently, uh, I know you had an intern, and you have a, you have a full-time employee now, correct? Um, she's not full-time. She's still part-time, but she is a W-2 employee. Um, she's been with me over a year now, a little over a year. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it, is there really any difference um, as as far as management is concerned? Is is I assume there's a little bit of a difference. It's probably a little bit more intimate when it's just you and one other person, you know, um, rather than you and a whole team. But as far as the mm -hmm. philosophy is concerned, is it all pretty much the same? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't ask her to do anything that I wouldn't or haven't done myself. I think that's really important, especially as a business owner. I mean, you're kind of responsible for everything. Um, if, you know, something blows up in your face, you're not going to catch heat from your boss. Like, you're just, it's you. <laughs> it's on you. Um, so, you know, having someone working closely with them, I give her a lot of uh, liberties. You know, tell her to take liberties. Um, you know, obviously, I see everything that happens. But I don't micromanage her because I, I don't have time for that. I do not have time. I have so many other things that I need to be working on. And that's why I brought someone on because I felt like they would be able to do all the extra things, like an additional arm, you know, that I'm not really able to do, but that needs to be done and is kind of mundane. And then I can move forward and, and work on growth. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so I, I want to jump ship real quick and then we're going to get back to your businesses because uh, i really want to hear yeah. about your your hiring process because you you really really intrigued me but um mm -hmm. I, I know that you're very active on social media um and uh yeah. and i've seen you know the way that you engage with the people who follow you and the way that the people who follow you engage with you and um you know, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, company culture um, doesn't just stop with the way that you treat your employees. It, it, it continues on into the way that you interact with your audience um, and your customers mm -hmm. and all that. And, um, you know, it seems like you. Um, how do I phrase this? You 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 find mm -hmm. a, it seems like, you know, you hold providing value at a really, really high importance and. Um, like how how has that affected 
your your business and the interest in, in what you're doing um you know uh, i don't know if you can tell where i'm going with this because i'm starting <laughs> to lose it at this point but i, I know what I i'm don't. trying to ask i have no idea what you're asking well it, it just see <laughs> you know i i believe that company culture really surrounds in order to have a good one you got to put people first and it seems like that's what you do right. in you know in how you interact on social media um well I guess, I mean, I don't know if this will answer your question, but I've always really felt that um, as long as you have something worth having, then you should be giving. So I like to, you know, write articles, provide content, interact with, you know, whether you're ever going to buy something from me or not. Uh, sometimes it's just like knowing that you're not alone. If you read an article and you're like, wow, huh, I'm not alone. Someone else feels this way. Or that was really awesome advice. Thank you so much. You know, providing that to other people. Um, to me is important, especially because I don't have time to sit here and go one-on-one and, and give myself away for free anymore. Um, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> so, you know, being able to take the time to online is really important to me. And, and sometimes it's just nice to, you know, when people say like, oh my God, you're so inspiring. Like, it's super cool because it's not, you know, for me, it's not like I walk around and be like, yes, I am so inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because... <laughs> It's cool because, like, I know that whatever it is that I'm doing, especially when I feel like I'm not doing anything right or I'm totally lost, to have someone say that um, makes me feel awesome that, like, okay, like, you're still helping people, you know. I think it's important to, like, never lose sight of of other humans and to treat other humans, um, you know, just be with kindness. And, and if you can help someone, awesome. Like, I'm, I will always veer towards helping someone as opposed to, uh, just keep keep going, I guess, or worrying about myself. So you're you're willing to leave money on the table um, a little bit. Obviously, you don't want to like put yourself out of business, um, but you're, right. you're willing to leave money on the table in order to provide value to somebody else and help somebody else out. Yeah, well, I guess I honestly believe it comes back tenfold. You know, I mean, money. Is, people are like, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. Well, it you know it buys a certain level of uh, comfort and. Um, lack of stress, I guess. So, you know, but after a certain point, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. And yeah, like we all want to be financially successful. We all want to, you know, make money and justify um, all the money we spend <laughs> during this entrepreneurial journey. Um, but, you know, when I'm giving stuff away for free, as in my time, my opinion, et cetera, or, you know, even, um, you know, I have a Facebook group right now with my customers. I give stuff away all the time. I do contests. You know, I stick extra stuff in their packages when they buy stuff. Sometimes I just, you know, um, I have some of their addresses from either a purchase that they made or, like, my crowdfunding campaign, and I'll just send them something just so they, you know, like, if they're having – if I see that they're having a hard time online, I'll just, you know, send them a shaker cup or something. It's not a big deal to me. Um, but, you know, like, the, the few bucks that I might lose doing that – it, it it brings back something invaluable and that's one you know my integrity as a business person and my you know word of mouth pr i have so many people that have come up to me or met me finally after for so long and be like oh i know who you are because this person said you were awesome at this or this person said i should hire you for that you you can't really buy that kind of word of mouth and just you know giving 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 of yourself it comes back. So if I may lose, I may lose money giving a shaker cup away to a girl, you know, seven states away, but 
when she's talking about me on social media and how like I like picked up her day, it could come back. Awesome. And, and so as an entrepreneur, and I, I know for me, I'm, I'm nowhere near the point where I'm like ready to hire people. Um, I do have a list of who I'm going to hire in what order, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I know one thing for a fact is, is, you know, I, I have a lot of the same mentalities as you as far as social media is concerned, as far as how running a business mm-hmm. is concerned. Um, and, and I know that when I do start hiring people, um, you know, I, I want people with the same mentality as me. You know, um, people who are just as interested in, in, in that philosophy as I am. And I know you have a very, what did you, I I don't remember the exact word you (laughs) use, but you know, you, you have a pretty rigorous hiring process. Yes. Yes. Hunger game style hiring (laughs) process. And I really want to, uh, to hear more about that. Yeah. So, well, one thing I, I feel like as an entrepreneur, like you're never going to hire someone who loves your business as much as you do. Oh, and absolutely expecting not. that is like just setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> um, but you can find people who are close to that and who will take ownership of your, of your company or of your brand. And I think that that finding that is super important. So um, I guess what I do, and I, like I said, I, I've hired a lot of people. I had hundreds of girls work for me. Um, and some guys too. And I realized that, you know, people are lazy. Um, a lot of people do not want to work. And if people will say that they want to work, people interview amazingly, and then you get them and then they just really disappoint you. And so I realized that the more hoops I make someone jump through, the more likely they are to be exactly what I'm looking for. Hardworking, <laughs> you know, with a good work ethic, I think is like minimal. Like I can teach a lot of stuff to people, but I can't teach a solid work ethic. So that's something that I am most, 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 most looking for when I, I hire someone. Are you going to show up? Uh, are you not going to make excuses? Are you not going to be late? Are you not going to slack? So I start out really simply with um, usually just a video interview. Um, because how hard is it, how hard is it to show up to a video interview, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but you would be surprised. <laughs> um, you know, we got like people who are, oh, I can't make this time. Can I do this other time? And then they just don't show up to that time or, you know, so I do the initial video interview because it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm making this very simple to you. You don't even have to leave your home. You don't really have to look nice, you know, just presentable enough to be seen on video. So I do that, and I I ask questions that I don't really care about the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> like like what kind of questions? When I, like tell me about yourself. You know, that's not really a question, but you know, I, I, my first thing is always so tell me about yourself. I don't really care what they tell me, but I think I always find it interesting um, what they choose to tell me because they don't know why I'm asking that. They don't know if I need work or about like their personal life or what hobbies they enjoy. They don't know. And so it really kind of puts them almost like off guard right off the bat where they're kind of nervous because they don't know what I'm asking and they don't know why. Um, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, I, you know, Hunger Games. So. <laughs> You know, it's a little, it's like a kind of like a psychological, um, you know, I'm, I'm screwing with them a little bit because I want to see what they choose to tell me and I want to see how kind of flustered they get because sometimes they'll get, well, what do you want to know? And I'm like, whatever you want to tell me. 
know, go, go for it. Let me know. What do you want me to know? What do you think is important for me as your potential future boss that I should know about you? So, um, yeah, you know, you get people that launch into like the, the interview mode, but I think that um, just some of these questions I ask kind of tosses them off guard. I ask some questions specific to the job, you know, um, I think about like social media because that was my first real position for Rebellia. Um, you know, you ask people, especially when they're younger, you know, about social media and like everyone thinks they know how to do it. Right. But rarely does anyone actually understand the difference <laughs> between like maintenance and growth <laughs> yep. of social media accounts, uh, which, like I said, is fine because that's something I, I'm willing to teach. But it's interesting to just kind of, you know, dig around. So I ask questions. And like I said, I don't I don't always care about the answer as much as I care about how they answer or what they choose to tell me. Um, and so I kind of get a good feel for people off that initial interview. Um, and then what I like to do is kind of narrow down the fields. I pick the people I like the most um, and I invite them back for a second in-person interview. And this is almost always a group interview. Oh, interesting. Because, again, I like to kind of mess with people and, you know, <laughs> see what they can handle and, <laughs> you know, what what's going through their head. So with this um, position, I had originally I had five girls um, and then I nixed two of them because I just, you know, after like being able to, after talking to everyone else, I just felt, okay, you know what? These two are kind of bottom of the pack. I'm not really interested in them anymore. So I had three girls um, meet me at a coffee shop at the same time. And then I had a girlfriend of mine who, young, cute, you know, fun or whatever, but she owns her own business. So I had her pretend like she was interviewing also. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it's deep. It's, it's a deep process. <laughs> so what I did was I said, okay, guys, so, um, you know, you guys are all going for the same position at this point. Like, I think any one of you would do a great job, but I'm really looking for, you know, someone for the long haul, someone who is really special, and I want you guys to help me with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the bar and get, like, some iced tea, and I'm going to sit there and hang out while you guys talk to each other for, like, 20 minutes. And then I'm going to sit down with each of you individually, and I want you to tell me who you would hire, and you can't say yourself. Like, this isn't a trick question. Like, I want you to tell me who you would hire based on who, you know, talking to everyone. So that's, like, nerve-wracking in itself for them because they're like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> Where did you come I up with that you, idea? I am very creative. If you give me, like, all of five minutes, if you, if you have a problem or an issue or need something done, give me, like, five minutes and I'll come up with something, like a process for you because – that's just what I do. I am ridiculously creative. <laughs> I have ideas coming out my head all the time. Nice. So I just, I felt that that was kind of a good way to get almost an unbiased yet biased um, perspective. You know, like tell me why you would hire this person. You can't tell me why you would hire yourself because then it takes them out of the equation and they're like, wait, no, hire me. <laughs> right, right. But they can't. But they can't. So after that, I walked over and I said, okay, I kind of played a trick on you guys. I'm so sorry, but, um, you know, my friend here uh, actually owns her own business, so she's not going for the same position. And, of course, all the girls were going to say her because she's amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, um, but I really kind of wanted her inside opinion on things, blah, blah, blah. So I sat down with each of them and 
um, you know, listen to what they had to say. And, you know, I was like, thanks so much. I really appreciate, you know, your opinions. I will get back to you guys um, shortly on my decision to narrow it down to two people. So based on their feedback, um, it was clear that this one girl was not going to be the best fit. So I kind of nixed her. And then the other two girls, I said, okay, like, you're both awesome. And I could really go with either one of you at this point, And I'm really on the fence here. So I gave them a written exam. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's, I don't recommend this for everyone. Like, you know, if you're just. But for me, um, you know, I really needed someone who was going to come in and like blow me away, you know? Right. So I, what I did was I asked, um, I had them do, you know, really specific things about social media, like create me a post on this, go through my, my blog and choose three articles to write Facebook posts on, you know, make a meme for me, like just kind of things like that. Right. Um, and then they got additional points for using my brand colors or, you know, kind of just like doing things that I didn't ask for that were better than, you know, kind of exceeded my expectations. Um, and I gave every, I think it was like 8.3 repeating points for every question. And there was like a 10 point bonus question and literally whoever got the most points was in. So it kind of took away my like going back and forth and be like, but I really liked her, but I felt like that, you know, it kind of like took away that it's so hard to make a decision sometimes when you're faced with like really two really great options. Right. So I let them, you know, I kind of let numbers make the choice for me and I have not regretted it for a second. I, I mean, even when, uh, before I gave the written exam, I felt like, uh, Kathy who her official job title is unicorn. Um, (laughs) I felt like I could throw her in a room of people and she could talk about my brand and not break a sweat and like nail it. And that was after not even, you know, it was only after a few times of meeting me and from what she could gather from being online. So it's not like she had all this, you know, experience, experience working with my brand. She had, you know, she didn't know me at all. And she, I just felt so confident about her. So I was really glad that she uh, pulled the head in the written, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, <laughs> that's how I made my decision. It was, it's kind of crazy. And, you know, in the past I've had promo girls and I've done the in-person interview, the group interview, and then a client interview just to like, make sure that my clients, um, you know, are happy with my final choice and, and whatnot. But yeah, it really kind of gets them to realize that this is, this is real. This is a huge opportunity. This isn't just some dumb job where you're going to be on your cell phone all the time and be bored or that you can half-ass. This is serious. So I, I get to weed out the people who aren't that serious, like right off the bat. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because especially, you know, when when the company is this young and it's such a, you know, small team, I mean, literally, it's a two person mm-hmm. team. You know, you're not just coming in there for a job. You, you are you are legit coming in to help build a business, you know, exactly. and, uh, and, and that's important. So so you look for the skills and, and you look for the right attitude and uh you know, and, and obviously, you know, obviously skills and experience are important, but, um, do you find that the right attitude kind of not necessarily trumps everything, but you know, I totally trumps it. It, it totally trumps it. <laughs> it totally, yeah. Okay. It totally does. It's, I mean, like having, unless you live under a rock, like you can't tell me that you, you know, don't know how to use social media, you right. know, 
Um, obviously, the older generations aren't as equipped. We did have um, an intern that was, I think, in her 50s. So uh-huh. It was a little tougher for her to, to grasp stuff. But, um, you know, she caught on. But, uh, yeah, like unless you live in Iraq, you don't, you know, uh, you know how to use social media. But I can teach you how to grow accounts. I can teach you how to find the answers and to educate yourself and how to how I want my brand um, displayed across the channels. I can introduce you to new channels. I can, uh, you know, like I, I'm confident in my ability to teach that. What I can't teach, like I said before, is work ethic or a great attitude or the desire to see the, or the, seeing the big picture. So many people do not see the big picture, picture with a startup. Right. They're just like, oh, like you can only pay me X amount of dollars and like, you know, it, it's a small company, blah, blah, blah. Whereas there are some people who are like, yeah, I can get in now. And I may not be making a ton of money right now, but the potential for growth is huge. And I believe in what this company and this brand stands for. And you can't buy that. Right. You know, you can't, you can't teach that. You can't buy that. So yeah, I totally think that attitude trumps necessarily knowledge, skill, experience, because, you know, Cassie didn't, um, she didn't really have a lot of work experience because she spent all her time in college uh, focusing on getting straight A's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was really important to her was getting, you know, high honors um, every semester. And she had, you know, work experience, but it wasn't like what I would look at a resume and be like, oh, wow, you're going to come in and kill it. You know, but it, but her attitude, her personality, everything really clicked. Um, I felt like her and I connected and that to me, you know, like, obviously, like I said, she, she passed her in exams. She did a better job than the other girl. When it came to some things, there were some things she didn't know at all. And I was like, that's fine. I can teach you. Awesome. And now she's, I mean, she's killing it. (laughs) So do you, do you have, and I guess this is kind of jumping out of company culture and more into the marketing thing, which is my, my other, you Mm -hmm. know, my other love. Um, but do mm-hmm. you have, uh, what, what particular channel are, are you, you know, giving the most amount of focus to right now? Well, um, right now, Instagram, um, you know, we, we really consider the majority of social media important. We have a plan for Twitter. We have a plan for Pinterest. Actually, Pinterest was, you know, kind of a big deal when she first came on board, I got her verse, um, in our uh, company voice right off the bat and had her doing Twitter and Facebook. And then when, when I felt like she had that down, I was like, Hey, like I need you to make Pinterest your love child. I want you to know everything there is about it. If I have to pay for a course for you to take or whatever, that's fine. Um, but I really want you to make this your own, make this your baby. And she did. Um, so Pinterest is really big, but I really feel like Instagram um, is especially for, you know, I'm in the apparel industry. So, that's visual is so much more important. Um, and just the connection that happens on, on Instagram and you can have really explosive growth. So that is, you know, for all the social media channels, definitely the most important. Gotcha. Yeah, me too. And I don't even have a visual brand really. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not in a visual industry. Yeah. You know, I use it mostly for motivational quotes, but it's, you know, it's, it's really good for getting exposure I found um, and uh, I've mm-hmm. built actually a nice little community on there which is which is really nice um, yeah so 
Um, I got a couple more questions that uh, one that just sure. popped into my head and, and two that I'm probably going to ask everybody I ever interview. But um, <laughs> so I, I know that you, you know, during your hiring process, you're looking for the attitude. You're looking for people who believe what you believe and who care about building your business. Um, have you found, mm -hmm. though, that it's um, I, I found that it's it's very much a, uh, a two way street. You know, like I, I have, um, you know, we, we have a policy at work where you call in at like 615 to get dispatched to your first job. I work for an electrical contractor and, uh, but I got this one guy who has a family and it's really important to him that he gets to, you know, bring his kid to daycare and spend that time in the morning with him. So I've, you know, allowed him, you know, because I, I, I want to make it a two-way street and make it, you know, good for everybody. And I basically made a deal with him. I was like, look, if you can give me eight hours, you know, you can mm -hmm. just call in after you, you drop your kid off. And, and, you know, he's probably my hardest worker, actually, um, because yeah. I, was, I was able to work with him. Have you found that it's very much a two-way street that, like, you kind of need to care about what, you know, what they care about as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, why would anyone want to work for someone that, knowing that they don't really care about you or what's important to you, you know, like why would you ever want a boss that's like, yeah, don't really care if you're happy. Right. Be happy. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, yeah, but there's just, there's a surprising <laughs> amount. There's a surprising amount of business owners out there that legitimately don't really care. And it's all about what you can do for the company and not what right. for the company can do for you. And uh, I, I think that's sad. Well, I think, you know, when people feel empowered and they feel valued, they're going to work harder. Um, I've always said, you know, I've had amazing employees or contractors and, you know, I've always told them like, hey, listen, like you work super hard for me. Like you can have whatever you want. If that's more hours, less hours, a you know, a specific shift that you want to be a part of. If we have a big event, like you're always going to be the first person I ask, you know, I've always given them that, uh, that perk of, Hey, you get dibs, you know, I don't, I'm not going to treat everyone the same. Sorry, I'm not. If you work harder than the person next to you, you're going to get rewarded. And it's not like, a, oh, feel bad about yourself. You don't work as hard. It's more of like, this is what can happen when you um, are willing to be flexible and work hard for me. So with Kathy, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking a few weeks ago before um, was Memorial Day and she's like, hey, you know, like my family wants to do like a vacay thing. I told them August is out because you're gone for three weeks and I have to hold down the fort. But is it okay if I take Memorial Day weekend off to go on vacation with my family? And did I have a crazy amount of work that weekend that took like a lot of manpower? Yeah, I did. It was not the ideal time. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, and I said, hey, look, I said, yeah you know, make sure that you're covered and that everything is, um, like scheduled out and that, you know, the interns are on the same page and that, you know, everything's going to be taken care of and I'll take care of this other stuff. Don't you worry about it, but enjoy your time, you know? And, and that to me says one, a lot about me as a boss where I'm not gonna, you know, if you don't want to be here and I've told her that if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. So if you come in and you're feeling like, bitter about you know being at work today when you could have been vacationing with your family I don't want that I don't want that in my office that's bad juju so yeah if you'd rather be somewhere else then don't come into work <laughs> you know like 
take the time. Don't come into work. But um, I always try to show her that she is important to me, that she is crucial to this brand, that I value her. And if I can't always do that with money, I do that with, you know, perks and things and, and just showing her that like, hey, listen, you know, if this is important to you, it's important to me too. And I make sure that any of our interns, because she deals directly with our interns, that if they're not cutting it, I'll get rid of them. If we hire someone else and they're not getting along, I'll get rid of them. Because as long as she's happy, that's what matters because this company is only as strong as the two of us together. And if she's unhappy, it's not going to work. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Absolutely love <laughs> it. Um, and, you know, sometimes a simple thank you can go a really, really long way. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've found I, I don't have the ability to, to give, you know, a lot of perks to my guys, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I make sure to thank or them at least every they... single day. Yeah, or at least be like, wow, you did an awesome job on this. Yeah. You know, like, and really mean it. Like, you know, like every day if I'm like, you did great, you did great. Like, yeah, like everyone gets a trophy, but when they do something <laughs> that's particularly awesome, you know, and helpful, like to sit there and be like, thank you so much for doing this. You have no idea how helpful this is to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It goes a long way. Yeah, we have, we have a policy that whenever a customer calls in and like kind of raves about the, the electrician, we, we call them right away. And say, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. interrupt whatever they're doing, you know, and say, hey, look, this customer just called and they absolutely loved what you did for them. And uh, and we just wanted to say thank you for that. And yeah. it, it goes a long way. It really gives them a boost of motivation. So. Um, so what's next for you? What's 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 going on in the future? Um, I mean, you know, we're just going to keep plugging away at Rebellia right now. Um, we just. We were in the games box, which is a subscription box. We had a gift card in there. So we have a bunch of sales rolling in from that. Awesome. That was pretty exciting. Um, a lot of exposure in the community. So I've got little tricks up my sleeve. I mean, I have to grow myself as a personal brand too. I think that that's really important um, for the company is my visibility, which I don't always want to be visible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if I could help it, I would not be online at all. I would be hiding in a cave somewhere. Um, but I have to be on social. I have to be interactive. And, and these days, I think it's important um, as a founder, as a you know entrepreneur, like people, you give people more of a reason why they should shop your brand as opposed to go somewhere else because they identify with you and relate to you and like you and you're, you're the one inspiring them. So it's important for me to continue to build my brand. I've got some um, things coming out this fall. I'm going to Tanzania in August to volunteer uh, with some female students of this program. They all learn um, business, entrepreneurial skills, English, and whatnot. So they can become financially independent. Um, the organization is called Give a Heart to Africa, and they're an amazing, amazing organization. Um, they're a nonprofit, and they all the money that you give them to volunteer goes directly into the school. It doesn't go anywhere else. No one's pockets. So um, I'm super excited about that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, you know, just kind of building the brand and trying to get, um, find, you know, we're still tweaking the business model because not everything is perfect. And, you know, getting more exposure in the, the fitness world is really important. So that's really what I want to be spending my time doing. <laughs> awesome. Just grinding. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's what you got to do. So. That's yeah. why. That's why we're here on a Sunday afternoon recording a podcast. Um, exactly. So, uh, where where can people find you? How can they find you online? So, 
Um, personally, you can find me on um, Instagram. My account is at xtalrose, X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E. I'm also can be found on xtalrose.com, heylittlerebel.com, and my clothing site is rebelliaclothing.com. It's Crystal Rose on Facebook. You can follow me. I don't really have room for friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Google me. You might be afraid what you find out, but <laughs> I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Crystal, thank you so, so much for making the time uh, to do this today. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm happy I got a, got a chance to do this with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Jason. I really appreciate it. It's kind of mm. cool. See yeah. where you're at after all these years. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been, oh my God, eight, 18 years. Yeah. 18 years so. since since we were hanging out in the rafters doing sound and lighting. That's right. <laughs> tech uh, crew. Yes, tech crew. Oh, my God. So, mm -hmm. all right, awesome. Well, I, I, I look forward to keeping in touch with you on social media and hopefully uh, doing something uh, with you again in the future. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it. Crystal, thank you very much. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Wow, what an awesome conversation, guys! Uh, that was that was Crystal Rose. And uh, real quick before we before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about something that uh, that was touched on during the interview, which is that attitude trumps everything. Um, if you are in the middle of the hiring process and you're looking for the right fit, hire for the right attitude. Obviously, there are some skills that. Uh, you should definitely go to college for and you definitely want to be hiring for, you know, the skills and the knowledge. You know, for example, I definitely don't want to be going to a dentist that just took a couple courses on social media and now thinks they can give me a root canal. But uh, when it comes to the day to day operations of most companies, the skills can be taught. The uh, the, the processes can be taught. The mentality um cannot the attitude cannot be taught you need to hire for attitude you need to hire for the right company fit you need to hire for culture um, if you do that you are going to be more likely to find the right candidate the candidate that's going to stick with you for the long haul and work their face off for your company um, and uh, you know you, you really really have to focus on attitude and culture and fit if you want to build an effective team. Um, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, this, by the way, is the final episode of CultureCast that's going to be recorded uh, before I leave my job and jump headfirst into full-time entrepreneurship. So it's been a wild ride, um, and uh, I'm excited to start the next chapter. Um, I am still looking for more guests. Uh, I got a couple that I'm working on right now for you guys that I think would be uh, a, a, you know, a, a great, great interview. Um, but uh, I'm looking for questions to answer and people to interview. So hit me up on social media. Use the hashtag CultureCast to ask your questions. And, um, and hit me up on DM if you are interested in being interviewed or if you have an idea for somebody who I can reach out to. Guys, thank you again for watching uh, or for listening, rather. Hmm, a little bit of a slip up there. But uh, thank you for listening. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And I will talk to you soon.